listening to the Fun with Horror podcast with your hosts, Scotty and Andrew. Hello, all you lovely horror fans out there. You're listening to another episode of Fun with Horror, your weekly movie review podcast in which my best buddy Andrew and I give each other movies to watch, and then we discuss them the following week. However, Andrew is still on a little baby break. Congratulations, Andrew and Cindy. And I am joined this week by my lovely girlfriend, Mary, who last week picked the movie Lights Out, directed by David F. Sandberg. And just remember, if you like the show, please do us a favor Go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us and do all that nice stuff. But without further ado, hello, Mary. Hello, Scotty and everybody else. So, Mary, you've been on the show once before, and but this is we're going to treat this kind of like your first show. So, as your as our guest. <laughs> I want you to tell us, you're not, okay, so you're not, I wouldn't say you're a horror movie fanatic, correct? That is correct. I am not. What is the first horror movie you remember ever seeing? The first that I can remember would probably be, oh boy, take me back to time machine. Um... I would probably say it was it's it's a toss up. I mean, we're we're going back in time here, folks. So, it's either The Exorcist or Oh god, I'm horrible. I'm going to just stick with The Exorcist because that's all I can remember right now. And that movie is traumatizing to you, correct? Very. And I probably will never watch it ever again even if somebody paid me a million dollars to watch it. No. Well, okay, so then that'll lead us to our my next question. Actually. Oh, actually. It was Night of the Living Dead. Oh. I do remember that, and it was the older one. Cuz right. I was I was a little kid. Which <laughs> which we've actually watched together one beautiful Halloween evening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but The Exorcist does lead me to my next question. Um which is what type of movie scares you? Now, I know, and anybody that heard our Halloween episode where you and Andrew's wife, Cindy, uh, guested on, might know what, what scares you in horror movies. But, but for those who haven't heard, what, what does scare you in horror movies? Well, the one thing that truly scares me about horror movies are possessions and demons that I can actually see i mean clearly it's all fake on the screen because of hollywood and their wonderful magic effects that they do but you know growing up in the philippines and hearing horror stories about my dad and telling having him share with me things that he has seen you know it's it really stuck with me and because of that, I just don't really care to watch anything that has things like that in the movie. Hello, Ziggy. 
Ziggy the horror cat is joining us real quick. He's uh, just staring at Mary. He's not used to seeing her talk into the microphone. But yeah, um, I knew that demons and possessions scared you, uh, which made me wonder what what it was about the movie that you picked this week that made you pick it to confront your fears. But we'll get to that. My last question, if you can answer it, and you can you can say more than one movie. Uh, what is your favorite horror movie or horror movies? Your very favorites. Well, I definitely love. <laughs> I definitely love um, any zombie movies, like nothing in particular. Um, well, I definitely enjoy the classics. I love Nightmare. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love all of the Jason Voorhees. I love Halloween. Um, Poltergeist is definitely just on the borderline of scary for me that I can be like, um, that I can enjoy and be like, ooh, that's so scary. Like, why would you want to go back inside the house? Do you think Poltergeist is dated enough that it's easier to handle these days? Um, I feel that if I still watched it to this day, it'll still freak me out. So I I think that it still stands, although I still haven't watched it in a long time. But even just going to Universal Halloween Horror Nights and seeing that maze that we went through, mm-hmm. that was really good. So I think it still stands. Well, awesome. So, So your favorite horror movies are zombie movies, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Those are pretty much your favorites, is what you're saying. And Poltergeist. Oh, and I can't forget about The Shining. Yes, okay. That's a good one, because I remember being on a plane with you, Mm. and you putting it on your little TV screen in front of us, and I got really worried that people in other rows would be like watching and then see the, the dead naked woman in the shower. Okay, Actually, now that my juices are flowing mentally, I will also say my all-time favorite horror movie is It and It Chapter 2. Hands down. Hands down, my all-time favorite. Well, that's wonderful because It Chapter 1 is my favorite. Oh my god, we're so oh. mad for each other. Babe, can you uh, can you do me a favor and turn the lights out? Every time I turn off the lights... Woman waiting in the shadows. I see her too. Okay, so uh, we are about to discuss the movie Lights Out. And before we do, just a warning to everybody out there, as always. Mary and I are going to spoil the crap out of this movie, most likely. So if you haven't seen Lights Out, at the time of this recording, it is available to stream on Hulu. So feel free to pause the the podcast and then go watch it and then come back. But uh, here, this is always fun. When, when I have a guest, Stanley did a great job last week. Um and he was he was nervous as hell, 
And uh, now it's your turn, Mary. Uh, tell us in about three minutes what Lights Out was about. Okay, so I'm just going to give everybody a fair warning right now. I am horrible at storytelling, so <laughs> hopefully your ratings don't go down because of this. But here I go. Um, so the opening scene is taking place inside the textile factory, and Esther, one of the employees, is making her rounds, going around the factory, turning off lights, and then she notices there's a figure. And she turns off the light underneath the doorway, and then she turns it back on, and then she kind of just looks at her surroundings and has that look on her face like, did I just see what I just saw? And it's, yes, girl, you saw what you just saw. Turn on the lights and run. So anyway, she turns it back on, turns it back off, and turns it back on, and then runs inside the office and tells Paul, like, hey, Paul, there's something that you should be careful about. And he's on a phone call. And so then she basically just tells him, you know, just be careful when you're locking up. He doesn't listen. And so then he leaves the shop. He's leaving the shop. I'm horrible. See, I told you, babe. So he's leaving the shop. He's turning off lights. And then he, like, hears noises. And then next thing you know it, he encounters the entity and then next thing you know, he's dead. So moving forward onto the next scene, um, Mark is the little boy and Martin. He, Martin, Martin, I'm sorry, Martin. Martin is at home and he notices that his mom, Sophie, is talking to somebody and he's just kind of weirded out. And next thing you know, it, he sees the entity who is Diana. And so the next day... Martin wakes up, goes to school, and super tired, and his sister Rebecca ends up picking him up, and, you know, like, Rebecca's talking to Martin, and Martin mentions Diana's name, and all of a sudden, Rebecca is just like, wait, who did you say? Diana? And so that leads on to Rebecca and Martin going to their mom's house and realizing that, you know, the mom hasn't taken her medication. And next thing you know it, Diana comes out. And yeah, it's, I'm just going to leave it at that because that's all I could remember. And I'm a little bit nervous right now talking about this, but it's okay. A lot of pressure. So Yeah, no pressure. So basically what ends up happening is uh, they find out that Diana was a girl that was at this mental hospital with Sophie. And she they became – well, Diana made Sophie kind of become friends with her. Uh, Diana also had a skin condition that didn't allow her to be in the light. So they tried this experimental procedure on her, which ended up basically vaporizing her. Now – Diana's a ghost in Sophie's house, and uh, Rebecca, as Mary mentioned, is Martin's sister. Uh, she goes to try and take care of Martin. They all end up at the house, and it's there's this huge climax scene where there it's like cat and mouse with Diana, and at the end, the just in a nutshell, the mom to get rid of Diana forever shoots herself in the head and kills herself. Uh, at the end of the movie, 
uh, Rebecca, her boyfriend Brett, and Martin are all sitting in the ambulance. The lights flicker a little bit, but never, other than that, everything is everything is you know kind of happily ever after, except that mom's dead. The end. The end. That was the rest of the movie. You don't have to watch it anymore. You do have to watch it. <laughs> uh, Mary. So we watched this movie early on a Saturday morning, kind of early, and uh, it was it was cool because after you you did perfect, Andrew and I never talk about what we thought of a movie until we record and you did the same the movie ended we went on with our day neither of us know what the other thoughts so now tell me now in a nutshell what did you think of lights out i personally enjoyed it there was definitely one moment where i screamed out loud um i thought it was well done I thought that Diana was a really scary entity whom I feel sometimes when I'm scared at night, I feel like there's something like Diana just looking at me. So yeah, it was really well done. It really scared the living crap out of me. Um, They did a really good job of the whole fear factor of being scared in the dark. Um, okay. 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 All right. So that's it. No, sorry. I just got sidetracked by It's okay. Uh, they can't hear the bell. <laughs> okay. um, so, but that's it in a nutshell, right? Yeah, in a nutshell. Okay. Well, we'll get into like more specifics of like what scared you and what didn't. Uh, as for me, I also thought it was a pretty well done movie, but I had some issues with it. I, I thought the movie was bordering on being great, but there are things I felt held it back. Uh, and mainly those things were, uh, just kind of unprovoked jump scares and, uh, and just some, some confusion as to the rules of what Diana could and couldn't do. Mm. So that's something we'll get into. So the first thing Andrew and I usually talk about is if there are things that we didn't care for with the movie. So is there anything that you can think of that you kind of didn't care for in the movie? Or did you just like the whole thing? I honestly was just entertained throughout the whole thing. Again, I'm not, you know, a big fanatic about horror movies like you and Andrew. So to me, I wasn't really looking at pros and cons about it. I was just watching it to be scared. And that's awesome. I I love that. Um, And as quiet as you were afterwards and then that night and the days following, I didn't really think the movie scared you that much. Um, it did. The first, that first night, I tried not to think about it. I honestly thought about Bowie because... Our cat. Bowie is just the light in my life. And after watching a scary movie like that, I purposely made sure I took something to help me sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, but I, uh... 
I just got lost. What was your question? <laughs> if you were scared, you were talking about how scared you were. Yeah, so I was just really trying to block out the fear factor part of the movie since things like that kind of just stick to me mentally. And I did everything I could to not think about Diana. But there are definitely nights within this past week that I thought about her and it freaked me out. Okay. And I, I had no idea that it scared you that much. I knew that it startled you in places when we were watching it, but I didn't know if you were feeling the same way I was feeling, that I think the movie could have been even scarier. Uh, when things happened, like, for instance, when there was a moment where uh, Martin is dragged under a bed, and yeah, and it's thinks. it's accompanied yeah it's it's scary yeah it's scary but it was accompanied by just an annoying loud like Bah-h-h-h-h. and like the movie did that a lot when it didn't have to uh in my opinion but you didn't really think that no you were scared i was scared that's good i like i like a movie that can scare you or that can scare me i actually Basically, the first half of the movie, I thought it was very, very pretty scary with the with the whole idea that when you turned off the lights, you could see the outline of Diana standing there. And then when you turn the lights back on, she was just gone. I mean, I will say there was a moment closer to the end because of how mentally out of how how so how Sophie was so out of it, mm-hmm. you know, um, just being depressed and having to deal with this entity who is sticking with her till the end. Um, that part did kind of bother me. It was just more of the fact that she was clinically depressed, and it's just sad. You know, like having these things in your head and then having your daughter and son basically remove themselves from you because you're just batshit crazy. Am I allowed to curse on here? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she just went batshit crazy. And it's just like, hey, I don't want to deal with you anymore, mom. Now we have to deal with your demon as well. Like that, that was just annoying for me and sad. Uh, See, that's funny because I was a little annoyed with Sophie as well. In fact, there was a moment in the movie where they're about to go over to the house and Rebecca uh, is talking to Martin and she says that we just need to get mom strong again. If we can get mom strong again, get her on her medication, uh, Diana will go away. And Martin's like, Martin says something to the effect of, Diana's not going to let you do that. And at that moment, I had a thought, and I was like, you just got to kill your damn mom. And that's mean. That is mean. That is mean. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, you just got to kill mom. And then Diana's gone, and it'll be sad, but then Diana's gone, and you won't be haunted anymore. But is she really gone, though? Well, we'll talk about that later. But, but, But then, here's the thing. We did get to the end, and mom, Sophie killed herself blew her brains out and i actually like i my eyes were a little misty it was 
I jump just jumping ahead to the end of the movie there. I thought that part was extremely effective. And a lot of it had to do with uh Teresa Palmer. Yeah, Teresa Palmer played Rebecca. And her acting in that moment when her mom kills herself was so good and just heartbreaking. Yeah, it was really heartbreaking for me to just try to put herself in my place. You know, my mom's already batshit crazy, and yet here my mom blows her brains out in front of me. Like, thanks, mom, for ruining my life. Never-ending therapy sessions. Yeah. And then also, uh, at the same time, the other the other thing that I give credit to, and this is something, my dear, that you'll you'll appreciate. Today I rewatched the movie, yeah. and when the music started, I thought to myself, "This sounds very much like Benjamin Wallfish." And guess who composed the score? Benjamin Wallfish. Benjamin 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 Wallfish, and uh, this is the other interesting thing. Quick aside: the movie was directed by David F. Sandberg. I didn't know until after we watched the movie that he also directed Annabelle Creation, which you have not seen, and Shazam, which you have seen. Two different ends of the spectrum. Yes, but. That explains why Shazam had some, like, kind of horror aspects to it with the uh, some of the creatures. But also, Benjamin Wallfish composed the score to both of those movies. Annabelle Creation was the first movie that I noticed Benjamin Wallfish discovered him, if you will. And then, of course, he also composed the score to our favorite movies, It, Chapter 1, and Chapter 2. But yeah. Uh, His score in the moment when Sophie shoots herself, I thought, was very, very effective. So, I also wanted to point out when the cops came and how, I don't know, for me, I love how the cops are always just like, we got this, no problem. And here I am just watching this movie. It's like, no, you don't have this because you're about to die. By something that you cannot see. And when you do see it, it's too late. Correct. But I also appreciated how the cops, even in that moment, were actually competent. They did what they could. Uh, It's just they weren't prepared for the entity that Diana was. Right? That's why you never turn the lights out. Yeah, so, okay. (laughs) So let's talk about the lights out thing, because this was something that even watching it a second time, I wasn't totally, I didn't totally buy. Okay, so the very beginning of the movie that you explained, uh, Billy Burke plays Paul, and he is uh, Sophie's husband, Martin's father. Uh, Billy, uh, I'm sorry, Paul. Uh, when he goes out into his warehouse and he, he sees Diana, he runs into his office and he turns on the lights. Now, then Diana's outside the office. We know she's outside the office in the dark. And all of a sudden, his light inside the office, it flickers and goes off. So, that leads me to believe that Diana 
can actually overpower lights, but then at other times of the movie, she couldn't. So that was really, I didn't feel like the movie set a hard, fast rule about what Diana could control. Did you catch that at all? No, I did not catch that. But now just hearing you talk about it, that does make sense to why, why, why was she so limited? You know, especially as an energy, you know, demons can control things. So, yeah, I guess they cheated her out on that part. I don't consider her a demon, though. She's a ghost. I consider her a ghost. Mm, but I mean, but a corpor- corporeal, if that's the correct word, ghost. Like, she was actually, when it was dark and she was present, she had physical form. So it was kind of weird. See, this is the thing. Like, it, it wasn't really established very well. She, I mean, she definitely wasn't a demon. So don't be scared of her because she might be a demon. Because she's not, babe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't be scared. Uh, yeah, so she... Like, and there's the other thing. Like, she, Diana shows up at Paul's work. And she also shows up at Rebecca's apartment. So Diana can just go anywhere she wants in the dark. I don't... Yeah, it's just weird. Okay, so now that you're just, like, nitpicking on things like that, I do agree with you with that. I do agree that, you know, they really limited her on things, which now just doesn't make sense to me. So, with that being said, it makes it less scary for me. Yeah. But let's all face it. You know when you turn the lights off and you know... You know that your pile of clothes is staring at you at night watching you. Yes. So. Which brings up some amazing scenes. (laughs) There was one scene where Martin walks out of his bedroom and you don't, I kind of was looking at it, but in behind him in the background in his bedroom, there's like a lump that just looks like the side of his bed and it's, it's a lump for for a good while and then he finally gets out in the hallway and he turns around and all of a sudden the lump stands up and it's Diana and that was really freaking cool like there was a lot of cool moments I just it was just the whole overall rules of Diana I guess because then like at the end when they're all in the house and they turn all the lights on like you'd think Diana could just go through the house and make the lights go off but then no, she actually has to like turn off the circuit breaker. And see, that's another thing that didn't make sense to me because she turns off the circuit breaker. Rebecca and Martin end up down there with the circuits and Rebecca's like trying to turn them back on and it's not coming on. And then they figure out, oh, it's a trap. And then Diana shuts them in the basement. But so if it wasn't the circuit breaker, what was it? How did Diana turn off the lights? I don't know. Things unexplained. Things unexplained. Yes, I actually wrote that in my notes. Unexplained. unexplained. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, that's that's my main issues with the movie. Everything else, I actually thought was good. Um, as a background about this movie, 
the David Sandberg actually filmed a short film that I guess was pretty popular on YouTube and such. And it's called Lights Out and it it stars so uh it stars what Lottie Lotta Lawston as as just this main character who does the whole like turning the lights on and off and the form is there when the lights are off, not there when they're on. It's only like two and a half minutes long and it's very cool. And he was able to take that and turn it into a whole movie. Um, and then Lotta Lawston, who played that character, uh, is the uh, like Paul's employee or assistant that's at the warehouse at the beginning of this feature film, which I thought was very cool that he got her to come back. I also didn't realize that Rebecca was a character in Warm Bodies. Mm, the the actress Teresa yes, Palmer. Yes, thank you. Who, which is another favorite movie of mine. Yes, I didn't realize either until I looked her up on IMDb today, and I thought, oh, that's a movie that I love, and that you got me to watch. Yeah, you you made me watch it with you. I enjoyed it, so it wasn't like you forced me to. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sad that. I didn't pick Warm Bodies, but I've already watched it. Yeah, uh, yeah that would have been count. against the rules. Also, this is a movie you didn't care for, but uh, Gabriel Bateman is the kid who plays Martin. Did, in my opinion, did an amazing job as a little boy. Uh, he was also Andy in the Child's Play remake, and I didn't realize that. And I was like, oh, that's why I like him. Awesome kid. So, uh, and Maria Bello was Sophie. She was really good as as the mom who's losing her mind, but in the end kind of wants to get better so that she can have her kids over Diana. Uh, Maria Bello, I looked her up. I feel like I've seen her in lots of stuff, but the only thing I can really remember uh, is Coyote Ugly. Mm. Did you see that? I sure did. <laughs> I've seen it a long time ago. Now, that's a horror movie. Um, I thought it was really cute when they were showing Rebecca's apartment. When they showed that she was a Sandman fan. She had the Sandman comic books behind her. And you and I just gave each other a look because we just finished watching the Sandman on Netflix. And we both loved it. I thought that was cute. And we gave each other a look. And it was nice. Um, one thing that does stick out to me was when they were in the basement and mm. Rebecca found that blacklight. Yes. And all of a sudden, you know, she's exploring the basement and she comes across this wall that has writings from Diana. And the next thing you know it, there's a few mannequins in the basement in the hallway where Rebecca was. And next thing you know it, Diana comes out. And that part, I was a little bit, a little bit confused about because it's still light. You know, it's got, I guess, black lights have UV lights in it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But it's still light. So the fact that you could see Diana, that was a little confusing for me. But at the same time, I was just going with it because I was you know, already um, committed to the movie. Yeah, and I mean, 
I'm nit- I was nitpicky about other things, but when it came to that, I just kind of gave that to the movie. I kind of liked it. I liked that there is a type of light that they could shine and actually see Diana without her disappearing. So I kind of like that little conceit uh, in the movie. So I actually like the black light. Hmm. Hmm. I also find it interesting how in the photograph, when Diana and Sophie were little girls, you know, with Diana having a skin condition, mm-hmm. you know, you can tell that her legs are exposed. So, I mean, how how does that happen? It's, well, it's just the the little things that they miss out. It is that one I can like that one I can kind of go with and say that when she was a little girl, the light she was averse to the light, but it didn't like burn her skin like it did when she was a ghost. So we can just kind of go with that. Um, now. What did you think? Here, here's an interesting thing. What did you think of Brett, Rebecca's boyfriend? Um, at first, my first impression of him was a total douche, but he happened to be the hero of the movie. Which bravo to him! Um, I, I love that he didn't run away thinking that Rebecca was crazy, and I love that he stuck by her and managed to escape Diana, which actually was a really cool scene. To me, it was. Um, I'm really glad that he had his car keys with him mm-hmm. to help him with the light. Um, yeah, Diana tackled him, and she was about to get him, and he pulled out his car keys and turned on his headlights, and Diana disappeared. Which was really cool. Um, that whole scene, to me, was just off the seats of like, oh my God, are you going to survive? Are you going to survive? Is everybody just doomed now? But yeah, he made a really good escape and I thought his character was very supportive, which I was very happy about. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you felt that way because uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by Brett. I thought just like you, I thought he was going to end up being a douchebag and he didn't end up being one. He, he maybe went past his boundaries or past Rebecca's boundaries once when he started blaming her for taking Martin to get back at her mom and all that. But but then they had a nice moment. The other thing that I appreciated is when they were at the house right before the climax, the act, the last act of the movie, they had a nice little conversation where... Rebecca told him that he could have the bottom drawer in her apartment, which was a a nice big step for her. I was sure, and I think you were too, at that moment, that he was going to die. Oh, for sure. I was just waiting for him to be annihilated by Diana in the darkness. Um, But yeah, it was a definite nice surprise that he survived. So hooray for... Good-looking douchey guys making it through <laughs> lights out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting to sit in the ambulance with uh, Rebecca and Martin at the end. Happily ever after. Um, there's a lot of cool moments. I'm going to remind you of a couple. Okay. Uh, I loved the mom talking into the closet. And Martin came out and 
the mom stands in the doorway as Martin's about to go back to bed. And all of a sudden you just see Di- uh, like Diana's hand come around the corner. Yeah, no. And then, yeah. And then it's like, he just runs back to his room as anybody would do. That was amazingly cool. Um, there's a moment in Rebecca's apartment when, uh, when oh. Martin is spending the night mm-hmm. and, uh, Rebecca wakes up in the middle of the night hearing like a kind of a scratching noise and she sees a shape and she thinks it's Martin. But no, it's freaking Diana like crouched down in Rebecca's apartment. And yes, I still have questions about how Rebecca or how Diana follows Rebecca and Martin all the way to her place. But ignoring that, I thought that was a very, very cool scene. Um, but then it, it brings up other questions because then. I don't know. She she attacks Rebecca. Like, why is she trying to? I don't know. Why is she trying to kill Rebecca? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. I mean, clearly she's trying to kill Rebecca because Rebecca is interfering with the mom's well-being. I mean, clearly if the mom, Sophie, is better, then, hey, you know, Diana's out like the light. So That's true. That's true. Um I think I think I honestly this movie was not that long. It was like eighty something minutes long. Thank goodness. See, to me, I almost wish it was a little bit longer. Like, give us a little bit of uh character development with, with Paul the dad before he dies. Uh give us a little bit of information, uh set some things up. I don't know, just a little bit longer, I think, would have helped. And so just a little bit more information. Uh but that said, let me see my notes. Let's see. I mean, I guess coming from somebody like me who doesn't really watch too many horse go- um, horse movies, pardon me. Um, horse movies. Horse movies. Um, Her favorite is the Black Stallion. <laughs> I am the mayor of Maritown. Um, oh. Um, so yeah for somebody who doesn't really care to watch horror movies much like I don't really look for little details unless like you know people do the obvious of going back inside a house when you know you shouldn't but in this case they had to because they had to get their mom so that part I get but um, the part that they were just stuck in the basement and then the boyfriend, what's his name again? Brett. Brett. There you go. Thanks. So Brett couldn't like open the door. Like that was the one part. Oh, wait. You know, he did open the door. Eventually. I don't know. The cops opened the door. I mean, like. He never opened the door because he got attacked by Diana. It, it, it's just those little things. It's just like now that I'm trying to remember the movie again. Well, Diana locked them in. She locked the door. And then okay, I mean, how can she lock a door? Well, because she can be on the inside. I don't know. I, yeah, see, like, there you go. There I don't you know. Go. There you go. I want my I money back. I don't know. Back. You didn't spend any. It's my money. But you didn't spend anything either. No, I bought this movie on iTunes. Oh yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> <laughs> I buy all my movies, even though I tell everybody else where to stream it. Anyway, um, so a lot of cool moments, and I also appreciated. And here, well, here's a weird thing, babe. I watched the deleted scenes today. How dare you? Uh, well, uh, so I like the way the movie ended, the the theatrical movie. 
I like the fact that it barely, barely leaves it open for a sequel. It's like, okay, the, the lights and the ambulance flicker, but that's it. Like, there's no, like, thing. However, there were, there is an extended ending that was deleted from the movie that if you want to see it at some point, I'll show it to you. But it's basically, it goes to after mom's funeral, Martin goes back to Rebecca's apartment with her and Brett. Uh, the social services lady comes and tells Rebecca the good news that she, uh, her adoption is going through. She's his legal guardian now. And then that night, Diana comes back. But here's the thing. There's a whole scene where Martin is talking to Diana in a closet or in, in a dark room. And he's acting like his mom, uh, because his only, since since killing his mom killing himself did not kill Diana, his only salvation is to make friends with Diana or learn to live with her. But Rebecca says, hell no. And she gets all these lights that she set up. She kind of lures Diana into a room and Diana's like on top of Rebecca about to kill her. All of a sudden, Rebecca hits this. All these lights in the room trapping Diana in the room with these lights. And then there's a big light behind her. And this eventually fries Diana and finally kills her. So that was a weird ending because it made no sense. Because normally, anytime anybody turned on the lights, Diana just disappeared. But this time she was trapped by the lights for some reason. I don't know. I'm glad it was a deleted scene. I mean, even though that was a deleted scene and just even hearing you describe that really gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, the other deleted scene has no heebie-jeebies to it. It's something when I mentioned I wish the movie was a little longer, this is what I'm talking about. One thought I had during the movie was, does nobody think it's weird that Paul was just kind of just not not he was like massacred like his limbs are bent at weird angles he's all cut up like nobody thought that was weird and everybody's just going on living the mom is like kind of surprised at the end when rebecca tells her oh diana killed dad uh so i don't know but there is a deleted scene where rebecca goes onto a laptop and there's a story about the store owner who was beaten to death inside his store and she talks to a detective about it and they have a nice little conversation about it it just gave a little bit of background to the movie and diana and things that were going on it was nice um so that's about it that i have for now do you have anything else before we move on to our three questions I honestly can't think of anything, unfortunately. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, don't. You're fine. You're doing good. Am I? Yeah, you're doing good. Okay. Until you, the lights go out. See, it's it's. I think it's great because, you know, I do. I I try not to pick apart movies, but when a movie has, uh, you know, like there's there should be cer- certain rules set, uh, to a horror movie, like things that a killer can and can't do. And when a movie just kind of ignores those rules, especially when it's taking itself as seriously as Lights Out does, I can't ignore it. So that's just me. But uh, 
Anyway, are you ready for our three questions? I'm ready. Who would cross the bridge of death must answer me these questions three. Okay, so, Mary, are you ready? Here we go. Question number one. What did you think was the best kill or death in Lights Out? I'm going to have to say it's when Sophie blew, um, blew her brains out. I mean, her kids are already scarred and traumatized because what they had to witness with their mom and let alone to have their own experiences with Diana and the fact that Rebecca had to witness her mom just take her own life because she wanted to protect her children. So that to me was just the icing on the cake. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the only other death, unless you count Diana's. Uh, I'm going to go with Paul at the beginning of the movie mm. because I, I just, that, to me, that was when the movie was the scariest, when I didn't know what was going on. And I loved how Paul ended up. So, uh, question number two, which we've kind of talked about already. Not, not kind of, we have talked about it. Did you think Lights Out was scary? I definitely did think it was scary. I would say from one to ten, I would give it a five. Very good. So, yeah. uh, but you're okay now. You're okay sleeping and stuff. It doesn't, you don't think about it too much? No. Okay, good. So I mean... I, see, good, because I'm right next to you, and I don't want you to be scared. Uh, I thought... I thought... I think this movie can be very scary. I wish during... Like I said earlier, I wish during some of the jump scares that they hadn't gone with the loud music. Uh, for instance, there's a part where uh, Martin is looking through a, the, a door like a open door and all of a sudden like Diana like like slams up against the other side of the door and that's scary enough on its own it didn't need like a bong to to heighten it it was already scary i think the movie at times wasn't didn't feel like it could allow itself to be scary enough i don't know uh so question number 3 did you have fun with horror no, I didn't have fun. I had the best time oh. with horror <laughs> because I don't ever really put myself through something that I know is going to traumatize me because I like to have happy thoughts. And so the fact that I pushed myself to it, I thought it was really great. That's so, awesome. I yeah. love that answer. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, as for me... Uh, strangely enough, as much as I nitpicked about this movie throughout the episode, I actually did have fun watching it. I, it's, it's watchable. It's rewatchable. Uh, I do think it's a good movie. I just, uh, you know, I thought it could have been a little bit better. I thought it was just borderline, but I did have a good time. I, it was much better than I expected. So, um, and with that, Mary. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode and for picking a movie and for watching it with me and talking about it with me. Scotty, you're so welcome. And I do want to say, I meant to say it earlier, 
To Andrew and Cindy, congratulations on your new spawn. The spawn. The spawn Don't that lives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on that note, uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. And uh, yeah. Thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't turn the lights out. Someone keeps on coming over. Good. Who? Diana. Okay. Hi, everybody. Um, so that was Mary and my discussion of uh, Lights Out. Normally, this would be where uh, we pick, somebody picks the movie for next week. However, Andrew is, as, as mentioned, he is still enjoying his newborn baby. Uh, he's very busy and he, uh, we're going to take another week and I'm going to take a week off as well. So, uh, hopefully it's just a week, but you know, we'll, we'll be back as soon as Andrew's ready to be back. So thank you everybody, uh, for listening. Thank you everybody for continuing to be fun with horror fans. We love you all and, uh, have a great week or two or three. Bye-bye. had it wrong you see and she was she was still there and she finally came back mom please please let go no listen to me see see i left her alone for so many years i abandoned her but now she's going to stay okay as long as i keep my head clear and you keep the lights out